Are you ready? Ready to transform your life and step into the person that you say you want to be. Ready to stop talking and start doing. I'm Ange, a health and fitness coach. And I'm Ashley, a Reiki master and energy healer. And we are here to help you do exactly that. And you're busy. We get that because we are too. But even with the challenges and chaos, you deserve and can live a life full of absolute joy, happiness, and purpose. We want you to join us in taking radical responsibility so that you can take everything in your life to that next level. Have the best sex of your life. Live in a body that you love. Let go of worry and stress. And live in total alignment. Your happier, healthier, and amazing life is waiting for you. Let's get into today's episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Transform Your Life podcast. Today, we have an amazing guest that we had the honor of meeting at the Bodhi Retreat down in Florida. Heather, welcome. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. How are you, girls? I'm doing so good, girl. I'm so excited to chat with you. This is the first time since the breath work that I'm hearing your beautiful voice. And holy moly, was that out of this world. Aw, yay. Yay. So good to see you both. Yes. And in last week's episode, we went down the rabbit hole of explaining how transformative it was for us, Heather. But we just wanted to both take the time and say... Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We went into that as teachers, like not expecting that at all. And for Ashley, she really experienced like the death of her old self and had a really transformative experience. And for me, it was releasing a lot of the trauma that I didn't know was still lingering within my body. And so for both of us, when we were done on Sunday, we both were like, we need to do this and do what you do, but bring it here to Ontario in the events that are up here because you really, really inspired us to bring that level of healing. So we wanted to say thank you so, so much for sharing your gift and just exposing us to that type of breath work. Wow. Mm. Honestly, girl, it was so (laughs) incredible. Honestly, (laughs) as I laid down and you were explaining, like, just take it easy. Like if you haven't had this kind of experience before. I'm like, oh, I've done breath work. It'll be relaxing. It'll be nice. Maybe I'll have a little nap is kind of what I thought. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Honestly, three minutes in, my body is convulsing. <laughs> I can't, I literally can't breathe. And my mouth is filling with blood, right? And I think I told you or I told Talia at the end, that must have been a past life. It wasn't. It was. It was the death of my old self. Um, so, yeah. And then yeah. I think what happened since the Bodhi retreat in my life, I'm just like, what is going on? Um, which I'm, I'm not sure if you call it a healing crisis, but that's one of the, the terms mm-hmm. that I use in some of the healing space that I work with. And I was in a healing crisis, <laughs> just that like, total, <laughs> lethargy, total depletion, just my energy right? Learning how to operate without that toxicity in my body anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was an honor to hold space for both of you as practitioners, because 
people that facilitate healing for other people need it so much because a lot of times we're so depleted after working that we don't make ourselves a priority. And the fact that it was kind of like last minute and you both were able to experience it, witnessing you both. I find that people that are in the healing arts tend to go a little bit deeper uh, because they're fearless. They've done a little bit of work and they're fearless. And you both were just, it was so magical to witness you both because you fearlessly went in and faced the shadows, right? And so there's an openness to people that have done the work that other people are a little bit more reserved. So to witness you both not being afraid to move through what was coming up in your body was absolutely an honor to witness and hold space for. So thank you guys. Mm, what is it like on that end? Because that's one thing that as when we operate in this space, we're used to being the leaders, right? Like when you're a teacher at an event, you're not typically the one necessarily experiencing the healing we're used to kind of guiding others on a journey that we've you know taken but what is it like on your end as you're because you're experiencing it too right like when I think of and when you're working with clients or when I have clients here there is an experience that happens it's not the same as theirs um, but what is that like from you as the healer and the the teacher of that? Um, I know you're watching teachers, you're watching other bodies in this case. What's, what's that feel like? What's that look like for you? Oh, it's, it's powerful. I, I always tell my clients and people that I work with and, and breath work, I am not the healer. You are, I'm just helping guide the ship a little or the train or whatever, just to hold space. And, uh, the style of breath work that I, my teacher is Anahata Ananda. She's in Sedona and she does a style that she calls shamanjelic healing. And she, she, what I really, really witnessed that was something that I brought that was in my practice, but that I have such a good perspective of now is that bird's eye view of looking at whoever is on the mat. And it doesn't matter if they're a teacher, a healer, a first time, never done a spiritual experience at all. It's noticing the body's cues. What looks like trauma? What looks like sadness? Is there a quivering lip? And just getting so fine-tuned on reading body cues so that I can lean in and give that specific voice prompt into someone's ear. When I do, if I see somebody shaking something off, they're usually moving trauma. So it's really trusting yourself, me trusting myself as the practitioner and having the advantage and the beauty of having a healing practice and knowing what I'm seeing and trusting myself where to guide the ship, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, Heather, what drew you into this work and how long have you been doing these types of ceremonies or one-on-one -on -one work with clients? I've been working, I primarily work with flower essences. So I've been working with flower essences since 2010. Um, and I, for a really long time, I played small. I saw that they were helping shift out of balance emotions back into balance. And I just kind of did it for fun. And as time grew and I was starting to really realize how much the body talks, the cues that our body gives, I started getting curious about my own healing journey. Why did my thyroid go? Why did I have uh, a gallbladder that went? I had all these 
physical things that were happening. And I started to want to look at the emotions behind and that kind of got me into the flower essences. So I've been seeing clients one-on-one for quite a while. Uh, the breath work, I never thought I would become a breath work facilitator. The first time I did it, I was scared to death and I was in Sedona at a goddess retreat and happened to be in ceremony with the woman who became my teacher. And I remember we pulled cards before the ceremony and she I, my friend pulled the alchemist card and I call myself a flower essence alchemist. And I was like, Oh shit, you got my card. And we were kind of laughing and she was like, Hey girls, like, you know, Heather, you pull your card. And I pulled the goddess of fire and she was like, Ooh, sacred rage. And so I was like, she gave me permission to go back into my childhood and heal a childhood trauma. And I'm like, okay, this woman is seeing like right through me. And I was able to heal something really big from my childhood during breath work. And it was uncomfortable. You guys both had uncomfortable experiences during ceremony at Bodhi retreat. And I was, I stuck with it. She held such a safe and sacred container. I was really, it really transformed my life. Now during ceremony, I was like, this sucks. I will never do breath work again. I, I, I don't, I left and I was like, I never want to do that again. And then I kept thinking about it and kept thinking about it. And I was like, you know, that changed my life. And people need this, especially during the pandemic. My business took off during the pandemic because of everything that was going on. And so a year and a half ago, I was like, I I need to learn this. And I went to Sedona for three weeks and learned this modality of sort of shamanic, angelic style breath work that brings the darkness and the light together to help people find their way. That was the most beautiful part. I honestly think was like, it was really hard and uncomfortable. And it was like, then you had the relief of the angels and the softness of the light. And it made the heart of the like beating drum so much more tolerable. That's what I found like dumb breath work where it's so intense and it's hard to even get into that state, but that balance of both that light and darkness really, really for me was amazing. Like just feeling both of those. Now, Ashley, did you have the same experience where like when the angelic presence would come in, it was almost like, I can breathe again and I can be back in my body again. And I can, I can be welcomed by angels almost. Yes. So I, and that was the thing. So three minutes in, I'm like, oh, like I, I really lately have been embracing tribal music and just like, I love the sound of native drums. And so I was like, oh, I love this. Like it feels, and then it was like, whoom. And it was like, all of a sudden it, it's like, you are going to war. Those war drums are inside your body. Right. And then, yeah, when that angelic comes in, it's like you burst through all of that war and you're on the other side in this like bright, white light and you're like oh okay I can do this mm-hmm. but down here in the war part you were like I can't do this I can't do this I can't do this and then you're like oh I can do this and then you go back down and you're like <laughs> boom 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 and then you come back up to the totally. light and that's 
Yeah. I was going to say that was the power that you held, Heather, is I, when you would come and say the right things or do the things that you were doing to help us stand in our power in that hard and uncomfortable, that made all of the difference to not feel alone, to feel supported. And those words really were powerful. So thank you for that. Thank you. Of course, of course. And like, you guys probably didn't know going into Bodhi that you would both receive such beautiful and profound healings for yourselves, you know? So yeah. 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 And I love how brave you both were too. Like that's the beautiful thing about practitioners is that, like I said, that fearlessness and it's like, okay, I thought I healed this. Yeah. And you know, when, where did I call it back in? Where in my life have I not been in alignment where, where, whatever it is, you know, like where have I not honored myself? I I had a healing around this and where in my life have I allowed something to come back in and where's my boundary around that? Right. So it, it goes into our solar plexus of like, what is, what is my, I am statement? Where is my power? Who's taking my power away and just realigning you with all of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, would you be able to explain to us what is happening inside of our body? Because it was, we were on a trip. Like I was not, I don't know where I was, but there was, I don't know what exactly was happening, but maybe you could break that part down. So the listener can understand Like we didn't put anything in our body. We didn't take any drugs, but it really was like, we, yeah, like a trip. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of people compare this to plant medicine. So obviously we're not using plant medicine, but there are a lot of people that use, uh, you know, grandmother or, uh, different types of mushrooms and things like that. They say that this style of breath work, this holotropic style breath work can get them to the same place. Um, we use the breath as a broom, right? So as, especially as women, we tend to hold things down in our lower channels. And so when you breathe really, really deeply into those lower channels, we're using it as a broom to sweep out the density. So the science side of it, I really don't ever get into because it's so technical. All I like to say is that we use the breath as a broom, breathing down low into those lower channels, in through the mouth, out through the mouth. And then once we have two or three songs with those, actually loved the Danish war songs that really get, they get things moving, right? It's that primal instinct of like, just like, and then we go into those breath locks that's where the magic is. So the breath lock is where we do a deep inhale and exhale, a deep inhale and an exhale. And then on your third inhale, you hold at the top. And that's where those softer, angelic, beautiful lyric songs come in. That's where people find their guidance or their inner child or an ancestor. And it's different for everybody because the subconscious mind, we're so bio-individual. So that kind of explains the journey. So we start with these um, deep breathing, um, energy moving style songs. Then we go into angelic. We go back into the energy, energizing movement songs and then back into the angelic. And then there's sort of an integration period too. So that's the journey that I like to do. Music is so important for me and using scent and sound and the drum and the chimes and all of these different experiences so that the person on the mat is really transported to somewhere that they wouldn't go if they were just doing like box breathing on their own. Yes. And I noticed that like, even just like the gentle mist and then there'd be like a gentle wave of air. And it was never, there was nothing that was ever overbearing mm-hmm. in that kind of capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause the trip or the like, 
the journey that was, that was big enough. Right. And mm-hmm. so the gentleness of that flower essence and uh, just like the, the air movement. Right. I was just like, there was a softness that came with that. Yeah. I don't know. Helped you move through that, but not just here, but physically outside around you too. Yeah. Yeah. And that was us holding space for 24 people. So when I do, I mean, I do one-on-ones, I work a lot with couples with breath work. Uh, it's really beautiful to start out with some eye gazing and some vocal toning with couples to bond them. But typically my max in, in my studio is nine. And like, I really have that, that bird's eye view of what's going on. So mm-hmm. the fact that you're saying that you were able to get so much out of us two people holding space for 24 is just beautiful. So oh, it was incredible. So I wonder, Heather, what typically draws people? So for us, we were there and we were kind of oblivious to the impact of what was about to happen to us, but we were there, we were on retreat. It was, you know, a beautiful thing that we got to do, but we didn't choose it with the knowledge of what was going to happen. So when you think about the people who come to you or the people who find you, what is their struggle? What is, what draws them to that place? Um, Because now I'm like, oh my God, everybody needs to do this. I need to train. Ange needs to get trained. We need to do this. Yeah. But I wonder too, I'm like, what is what now that I know, right? Um, so for you, what is your typical client or what is your ideal client? Yeah, good question. A lot of people work with me one-on-one first. So they come and see me. We do a session virtually. I have people all over the country and world and uh, we do virtuals and then they try to get down here to do an in-person breath work ceremony or private. Um, I think curiosity is the biggest thing where there is some resistance is if there's a trauma, like if I breathe into this, it's going to re-trigger me. So word of mouth has been the biggest thing for this style of breath work because it's like you experienced it and you felt safe, right? And so you know it's a safe and sacred container. So that for me, it's really been mostly word of mouth. And locally here in Tampa Bay, people are hearing about breath work and there's several beautiful facilitators that I can partner with if there's bigger groups. And it's just creating that that sacred container. It's not just for people that are conscious and waking up, like it's introducing people to a conscious lifestyle and living more holistically. So I'm not only seeing people in the community, I'm seeing people that are really searching for getting back in their body and reconnecting with the truth of who they are. Amazing. 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 And you know that flower essence is kind of your bread and butter and kind of your area of expertise. I know nothing about flower essence and I'm sure we have lots of people listening that have no idea what that is. So would you be able to tell us a little more about what it is that you do with flowers and how that can be beneficial for somebody? Yes. So flower essences are the energetic imprint, sort of like homeopathy of a plant or flower material. So they help bring out of balance emotions back into balance. So unlike essential oils that are volatile, you can smell them, touch them, taste them. Flower essences are just vibration, vibrational medicine. And so the um, system that I work with is just 38 and I can blend thousands of different um, blends just by those 38. So people come and see me. We talk about what's going on in their emotional life, or if there's a physical issue that might want to look at what's the emotion behind that. If you ever go to a funeral and you listen, there's always coughing, right? Lungs are grief. So I sort of help people 
tickle apart, tease apart what it is in their emotional field that might be causing some physical issues. So we, I get them on the table, we will balance energy centers or do guided meditation or breath work. And then I create a custom flower elixir for them. So they're very gentle and effective, have no side effects and are really um, supportive for our, our work field and for our emotional life. And you guys got to experience them in Oramist. So most people take them internally through an elixir, put it in their water or under their tongue. But when I work with groups, I will make a custom, um, Oramist with essential oils and flower essences that will help calm if a trauma comes up. I'll use a more calming essence. And then I also use walnut, which is great to help protect you from other people's energy. So if Ashley is screaming or doing something next to you... (laughs) And you guys were a little bit apart, but you know, sometimes you might be energetically connected to someone. And so I use flower essences with essential oils to help protect you from other people's energy. That is so interesting. I did a little bit of research on you and listened to you on a couple other podcasts, Heather. And so tell me if I'm wrong on this. Was it your son that had something and then you decided to do something with flowers and were able to heal him in relation to something he was experiencing. Yes. Yes. So my son, who's now 22, when he was 10, he was really struggling with, with anxiety and not, not sure if he wanted to be here and he was very confused. And so we, he was always a little bit of my difficult kid and that he had so many emotions and he was just trying to move them through. So we took him to um, his doctor and he was diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder, which I was like, huh, okay, that makes sense. But he wasn't doing like repetitive things or things like that. He just had all these internal fears that he was experiencing. So we did exposure therapy for months and it was, it was, I'm all for mental health advocates and mental health practitioners. It wasn't working for us. So I was, he would have to touch dirty things and touch his face or it was tough because it would be an hour drive home and it was just pure hell getting him home. So at that time I was studying naturopathy and my teacher was like, Heather, you've already learned about flower essences. Just give him this flower essence and see if it works. So I made him a blend and with this one flower essence. And in three days, he was a completely different kid. Like no fears, no outbursts, no weird thoughts. And I was like, okay, what the heck? (laughs) And so that kind of opened up my eyes to starting to look at my own healing journey and okay, why did I, why did my thyroid go? Oh, because I didn't have a voice growing up. So I started to look at the emotional components of what makes us tick and where traumas can factor into how we show up in the world. Oh my God. You're blowing. Like my mind right now is just, (laughs) there's like 5,000 things that I want to burst out and say is OCD was what led me to where I am now. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't the compulsive part of it. It's not like the light switches and like counting to a hundred. It was, it's the thoughts, right? It's that like, and that's the O part of OCD is the obsessive right? Like you can't, and I'm starting to see it in my son too. So I'm like, Oh, I need to come see you. I need all these. (laughs) Um, The other thing that's popping in. So I had a client last night, literally last night. Um, he was here and he had what I call a miracle session. So what I experienced with you 
and all those other people, that to me was like a miracle session. And that mm. happens sometimes in the work that I do too. When somebody has like this soul wrenching, life changing, like literally the trajectory of their life shifts. Mm. But I did a completely different session than I normally did. I was like, we're just going to see where this goes. So I literally used um, breath work, not to the same degree, but I, I, when I had my hands on his heart, I was like, I want you to pick up your breathing. I want you to slow down. Like we did this like breath thing. And at the end of his session, I also used sound bowls, which I never used before, um, but that was cool. Um, but at the end of his session, he was getting whiffs of this smell. He's like, is, what is that? I'm like, what? And he's like, he's smelling my essential oils. He's smelling the incense. He's like, it's not that. And he's just getting these like little, I said, it's energetic. I said, whatever you're smelling, I said, you're going to catch glimpses of those in different moments of bliss in your life. Mm-hmm. And so when you're talking about these flower essences, I'm just like, and it was part of the big like the big part of that session was the breathwork piece so again it just keeps yeah so cool yeah i mean the breath is the shaman like the breath is the shaman and when just i mean we don't have to be i mean obviously you want to be a trained facilitator to lead the style of breathwork that that tally and i did um but just bringing awareness to heart-centered breath or heart coherence like if you know people aren't in your body you can just have them bring breathe in through their nose and out through the front of their heart doing that for you know two minutes and guiding them through it or box breathing is can really have help somebody to have an experience where they, you know, smelling other smells that I'm making up that that was maybe, um, a loved one that had passed or a grandmother or something that maybe that scent came in because when we bypass the conscious mind, which you were helping him do, we're able to, to tap into the subconscious and there might be a loved one, or there might be, you know, a childhood memory. Maybe it was his mother's perfume and it was a memory. Who knows? That's the magic of breath. (laughs) So cool. Good job. Good job. No, again, it's not me. It's it's, it's him. I just get to be here. Literally. Like what an honor for us to hold all of us to hold space. I mean, whether it's anything, human design, all the things, just holding space for people. It's like, it's a privilege. It's such a privilege. And when they say thank you, I'm like, you did all the work. Like literally, I just like, I just get to give you the, I just get to like channel the light. I'm just the tube. I just get to yep. be here. <laughs> I love that. I really <laughs> it quite a lot. It was just like, I just get to be the, the pipe, the tube, the conduit, whatever you want to call it. I love that. So cute. Hmm. Heather, the other thing I'm curious about is you also just got back from Peru, according to your Instagram account. And we would love to know, I'm going to Peru in September. And I would just love to know what did you get up to there? And maybe just tell our audience a little bit about your trip. Oh my gosh. So we, we planned the trip for 2020. We were supposed to go in March of 2020 and it got canceled three times. Um, it was it was 22. It wasn't intended to be this way, but the way that it worked out, it was everybody was a healer of some sort or a doctor or a chiropractor or insane, this powerful group of healers that went. So two years later we went and, um, one of the gals who's actually a practitioner next door to me is a blind energy healer. And she did Machu Picchu and just the tenacity of the human spirit was for me, the most inspiring thing. Just seeing her witnessing her walking in the rain through the stairs of Machu Picchu was just incredible. 
if we put our minds to a task of something that we dream about, it can happen. She was so excited and so cute. Um, I loved the, the people in Peru. I Machu Picchu has been on my bucket list since I was a little kid and I adored it. And there were other sacred sites that I actually loved more than Machu Picchu. So like sometimes we make our mind up that this is this, you know, yeah, it's Instagrammable. And I got some kick-ass pictures, but more intimate sites like the Moray circles, um, things like that were almost, almost more meaningful to me because I felt such a deeper connection. So, you know, we were all sometimes just for the gram. We're always like striving for these beautiful pictures. It's just the soul connection that we feel. So I, I, uh, I loved it. I, I have a quick story if I can tell it about just our, our perceptions and misconceptions, the, the freaking butter in Peru is so good. Like I couldn't figure it out. We all, first of all, where we were staying was all vegetarian. So we, we were doing a lot of hiking and not getting a lot of sustenance. So the only thing that had a lot of fat, my friend is a um, integrative medical doctor. She's like, eat the butter that's going to sustain you and, you know, give you the, the healthy fat. So we were all, they said they've never gone through more butter. <laughs> so we were putting butter on fruit and everything. I, I have a celiac diagnosis. So I wasn't, everybody else was eating bread and things. So everywhere, everywhere that we went, the cows in Peru were tied up everywhere. And I'm like, oh my God, these poor cows, they're just tied up everywhere. I took so many pictures of these darn cows. And I'm like, I'm going to stop eating the butter because I feel so sorry for the cows, you know? And then we were, we were at dinner one night and Kathy, my friend that, that is um, sight impaired. She, she said to one of the people at Wilcatica where we stayed, she said, I got to know why is the butter so good? And they said, oh, because the cows are so happy. And we were all like, oh, great. The cows are happy because they're tied up. And she said, no, the cows are so revered here that they go everywhere with their owners and they take, they, they park them like cars because they don't want to be apart from them. <laughs> That's why the butter is so good in Peru. <laughs> so, wow. wow. If you ever go, they're very happy cows. Okay. And they make very delicious butter because <laughs> their happiness comes through in the product that they. The best butter ever. Wow. Yeah. That's so, a really funny, cute story. Yeah. You'll see when you go in September. <laughs> yeah. That's really interesting. So it's funny because I have been talking about Machu Picchu. When did I first talk, start talking about it with you? I was pregnant with Sully 2018 or 2019. I'm like, I know, I just know I got to go do this. And then we were together after our event on Saturday and I was like, you know what? I feel like Machu Picchu is like a one day thing. The rest of the week is going to be just go with the flow and see what happens. But the allure of Machu Picchu, I want to do it and like totally cross it off the bucket list. And, but I know for me, there's these other things that are going to show up just like you shared where my soul is just going to be like, you're supposed to be here, even though Machu Picchu is like the original thing to go to. So I love that you shared that that's kind of how your experience played out and you just honored what your soul required um, in that moment. Isn't it funny though, how we just have this knowing um, that we just need to be somewhere or go somewhere. And it's just with complete clarity. Like I know I need to be there. Now, when you came back, Heather, what were for you when you were integrating whatever had happened on your trip? What do you think were the couple of things that you realized or the couple of things that made you go, that's why I needed to go? Uh, 
<laughs> well, I came back from Machu Picchu and um, decided with my husband to dissolve our marriage after 28 years. So I came back with a lot of clarity, a lot of clarity. And um, yeah. So if I had gone two years ago, I wouldn't have gotten that gift of clarity, you know? So do what? Was he with you? Nope. No. Mm -mm. I love that you called it dissolve. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. So that would have been recently then because you just, you, just got back from Peru in the last, was that the last calendar year? Mm-hmm. I, I just got back. I mean, we were just there in March. So into March, we got back. So, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So how's that just, going? Just, how's that going? The, the, the dissolving? Yeah. How's that it's, going? it's been really tough. It's been really, really tough. And not a lot of people know yet. So, I mean, our friends and family know. It's just um, sometimes we have to have a little space to connect with our inner child or to heal trauma, to, to realize what is and what isn't working in our lives. And it can be so hard. I mean, we've been together for 31 years, so it's, uh, it's a ripping off the bandaid and also beautiful at the same time and really hard, you know, lots of transitions and changes. And that's why, you know, doing the work, whether it's breath work or just connecting with our higher selves is so important, but yeah. So whoops, I came home and wow. that happened. That's not a, it's not a whoops. That's a wow. <laughs> I, um, and, I separated in October and okay. well, I started kind of healing last January. And as soon as I started going down my whole healing, it was with complete clarity that like, I came home to my body. I came home to like who I actually am. And I realized that the relationship, it served its purpose. And we had had a beautiful time together, even though it had a ton of challenges, but I knew for my soul to go to that next level and, and to really be living in true alignment it was going to be transitioning the relationship. And yeah. so I just want to say how proud I am of you because that is not <laughs> easy, Heather. And I mean, you guys had a lot longer relationship and I'm sure there's so much more integration that will happen moving forward, but yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's re- it's been really hard and um, just there's been so many things at once. I was just like, Oh my God, universe. Like really? My sister was in the hospital for 15 weeks, just in 2022. My uncle died suddenly a week ago at 63. Like there's all these things that have been happening and it's just like, slow down, Heather, like finding the gifts in the chaos is the hardest thing to do. And, you know, leaving a relationship, whether it's a marriage or a partnership or a friendship is hard. And it's my deepest desire that we can, for the sake of our boy, our grown boys have time in the future. And I just, you know, where we can come together and, and be able to enjoy grandchildren or things like that. I just don't know where that's going to go right now. So I'm just staying in my sovereignty and trusting that everything will work out for the best. Yeah. And I truly believe when we follow the path of the soul, Mm. right? Like I think of intuition. She, bless her heart, likes to show up when it's time to fucking change. (laughs) Right? Damn her. (laughs) Right? Intuition. She just comes in and kicks her ass when it's like, I know this is the right choice. I don't want to do it. 
I still have to do it. Right. And that's like, it's the big stuff. And I always think we're here. We need to go here. And it's in that leap that all that fear or that like uncertainty sits. But the universe, if you leap, she will always catch you if you're following your soul. She mm. Always. And universe, spirit, God, purple, whatever you want to call it, it does. Yeah, totally. Um, right. But I always think if you're following your intuition, it's simple, but it's like, it's super fucking hard, but the universe will always catch you because she wants you on that path. That's literally her, it's her only purpose is to get us so that we follow ours, right? And yeah. become the best version of our souls. And so when we're doing that, it's hard, but she always catches us. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so, yes, I commend you and I commend you, Ange, because you guys have, you've taken that big leap, even though it's into the unknown. And if you ask Elise, who was the, the mm-hmm. facilitator of the whole Bodhi retreat, that's the Dr. Joe like tagline is lean into the unknown because that's where the magic is, right? Mm-hmm. But the known is a lot more comfortable. So yeah, yeah, especially after I mean, I've been in this person's life since 1991. I'm sweating. Like it's out there now. Like, whoa, thanks a lot, Anne, for asking me that. <laughs> I was proud of you for going there because you could have been like, you could have been like. Oh yeah. And really just scratched the surface, but for whatever reason you didn't. And I'm really like honored that we were able to hold space and you were able to share the information, but let the sweat pour out, let that release happen. Just like you say about the tears, just let it all, just let it all come out and and honor that that's your body's reaction to just letting go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a good podcast host when you can get someone to share something <laughs> that they weren't really prepared to share. So, uh, it's all good. Oh, yes. And your soul. Oh, yes. <laughs> the other thing that I found, and you just like tweets my brain to this because Angela and I just had hosted a retreat here at my place mm-hmm. on Saturday. And I want to thank you because we have used this And I will forever do this from now on for my children, for myself, like bringing those tears in that that is your medicine. That's the alchemist in you that has designed this perfect um, substance, fluid, liquid, Mm -hmm. and it's for healing yourself. Right. And we both used that this weekend and saw the women that were here using that too and not just like wiping it away or like oh god oh god and they were like literally pressing it in and Ange was like put some on your on your finger and like actually bring it into your body so thank you and I hope it's okay because that's pure magic girl that's from my teacher we we learn to teach right like there we we always take little pearls away from practitioners and teachers that we have and it's like we are taught from so young to it is shameful to cry like don't cry don't cry don't cry like I even hear friends say it to each other like oh don't cry no cry (laughs) it's our homeopathic it is our custom blended soul medicine like you said so I'm so proud of you girls for like giving women permission or women and men permission to let, let that water element flow. Right. That's there. It's rainy season for a reason. Right. So how beautiful. I love it. 
Mm. Well, thank you. Because, yeah, it was honestly, <laughs> I, I, I will forever just like, because I do, totally. I think crying is good. It is our natural release. Like anything kids do, we should do. Absolutely. They haven't unlearned it yet, right? Yeah. So if they hurt themselves, they cry. When they're done crying, it's over. They're holding it as a trauma because they've cried about it. We've, we unlearn that, right? And so mm. we naturally, yeah, it's our most innate release. Yeah, you have now to heal. Like a way of like, yeah, I just press it in. You have to feel to heal. Yeah. <laughs> totally. totally. Heather, what are three things that are bringing you joy right now? Okay, three things that are bringing me joy right now are my soul friends, the, the, the surprise of the people that are leaning in, and it's not always the ones that I expected. Um, I just I just rescued a cat uh, the day before retrograde ended. He found me. Um, I just gave him back to his owner today. I found his owner. Uh, and so he brought me joy for the last week and he helped heal my heart so much. And my family. Amazing. Do you know yeah. cats represent? Do you what? Know cats represent? Um... You know, I'm I'm not a cat person until now, so share. <laughs> so, so cat, so that's the thing. People are either like, I'm a cat person or I'm a dog person, and I'm not a cat person either. We are actually, oddly enough, getting cats, but it's because of like rodents and stuff because we mm -hmm. live in the country. Anyways, what I have learned about cats and dogs is most of us are dog people, but most of us are like dogs, where we are people pleasers. Because that's what dogs are, most of them, right? They want they want to be a good boy and they want to like get the treats and the pets and like I'll do anything that you want. And like I just I live to make you happy, right? And cats, they're selfish. They do what they want, they sleep when they want, they hiss if they don't like you. They are like <laughs> they are pleasure beings. They right. So when when cats come into your life, it's actually reminding you to be selfish to and not in a bad way but like to do what's right for you and to focus on your own pleasure right mm -hmm. lay in the sun like they do like they just they're they do whatever they want right mm -hmm. and so it's a reminder to to focus on you mm -hmm. like that's I, really beautiful that when you say it's healing your heart um that that's yeah, that, that's the animal that found you. Yeah, he literally followed me into a Reiki healer's house, and he was in. He was, a, I thought, astray. He followed me into this woman's house, and she said, "Hey, there's a cat missing in the neighborhood. Let me take a picture of it." Halfway through my my session, he was rubbing my crown chakra and rubbing my third eye with the, with his crown chakra and his third eye, and she was like that's not the cat I thought it was that you need to take that cat home or, or they were going to call animal services. I'm like, Oh, what the hell am I going to do with a cat? Like I have trauma around cats because I lost two tragically when I was a kid and this cat helped me heal that. And so, so I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to take him. I, I came home. I'm still living with my husband as we're transitioning and getting ready to sell the house. And we have a 12 year old blind dog. And I come home with this cat. I left him in the garage. I'm like, uh, Hey, I have a cat in the garage and I'm going to keep him uh, until I figure it out. So 
anyway, I named him chakra because he was helping clear my chakras. And then I was telling my friend, um, and she was in the car with her business partner and he was like, chakra Khan, name the cat chakra Khan. So that's what I named him, but he had a chip. So I took him to the vet and he had a chip and by the, the phone number didn't work. And by investigative resources, I was able to find the owner who actually is a massage therapist at a yoga studio locally. And I reconnected with him with his mom and I'm going to have a good cry after this podcast. Cause I'm really sad that I, I gave him back. <laughs> oh, oh, but I Rubbing. Love yeah. I love that. That's a good cry, right? Yes. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. And even the wisdom you just shared there, Ashley, I love that. That reminds me to go back to pleasure. And we talk about often when we are selfish and taking care of ourselves, we really can give all of the people that we love all of us. But when we don't take care of us and we're always people pleasing and not sitting in pleasure, we really deplete ourselves and we're not able to live that fulfilling life that we're all desiring. Yeah. And it's, I mean, and you know, after going through a split, like I've been so worried about everybody else, how everybody else is going to handle. Cause you know, from the outside looking in, I can see that we looked like the perfect couple and I, I'm going to take I'm going to take what you said about being selfish and taking care of myself first and not just going through the motions and looking so perfect and put together because there's so much relatability in the messiness. And so I'm allowing myself to be selfish and get messy. So thank you. Yes. I'm taking care of me, right? I'm taking care of me probably for the first time in 31 years, because you probably made choices based on what would have made him happier. What would have made the kids happier? What people were going to think about you, Heather. And so for once in your life, you're thinking, no, what do I want? What do I need today? Not what does anybody else need? And the fact that you're taking that power back is incredible. Thank you. And thinking about, just thinking about the word selfish and self-centered. Mm. Isn't it good to be self-centered? Yes. Like that, that is what I want to be is centered in myself, mm-hmm. right? That is, I want to be self-centered and to be selfish, right? That I want to be about myself because yeah. when I know myself and I step into myself and I can be myself, then yeah, I can present myself to you without all the layers right yeah right right? there's such a negative connotation of like oh she's selfish fuck yeah right she should be and not like not in the regular way of like she's an asshole but like to focus (laughs) on yourself to focus on yourself and to Mm. look after yourself and to look after yourself first it's selfish and we should be selfish And to the right people, it's inspiring, right? Mm -hmm. To the wrong people, they're like, oh, but what about me? You used to always make me peanut butter cookies and you're not making me peanut butter cookies anymore. And they're like, they feel a little bit of disappointment, but to the right people, they are inspired to see you act in alignment and to do things for yourself. Finally, to see you lit up, to see you standing in your true essence. They're like the right people are just like, High five, girl. It's so nice to see you in your body again, in your mind again, fully present, advocating for yourself. And so, yeah, I just 
I, I really invite you to continue to do that. And I know this is just kind of the beginning of that, but it's going to be really cool to see as the next few years roll on. Like you really have an opportunity to kind of try on all the shoes, try on all the lipsticks, do all the hairstyles, do all of the things <laughs> and be like, okay, what do I really like? Because for so many years, you probably made those decisions, not based on what you really wanted, but more so based on other people's opinions. Right. Yeah. 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 And there's a lot of fear in that and yes. framing it, framing it the way that you guys are talking about it. It's actually selfless. It's, yes. it's such a beautiful gift to yourself to be able to be embodied and to, to allow the vulnerability around, like, this is for me, this is my time and it's good. It's better than good. It's amazing. Yes. And to do it unapologetic, unapologetically. So this past weekend, I, I, uh, I have it on my phone. Like it's literally my screensaver. <laughs> um, I have to read you my card because it's literally this. Um, so there's my, my little uh, card. <laughs> 222, right? I took a screenshot of that one. It says, you have to decide what your highest priorities are and have the courage pleasantly, smilingly, non-apologetically to say no to other things. And the way to do that is by having a bigger yes burning inside. Ooh. Ooh. As a, as a generator in human design, like that gut, that guttural, yeah, hell yes has to be there for me. I'm a generator too. <laughs> okay. Love it. Baby, you got me. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, for sure. <sighs> amazing. Amazing. Now, Heather, how can we bring flowers into our day? My world needs more flowers and you just inspire me in the clothes that you wear. And even just looking <laughs> at all your pictures, I'm like, oh, you just radiate the power of flowers. So if somebody listening is like, how do I just kind of integrate the power of flowers into my everyday life? Where's a great place for them to start? Okay. So two things, fresh flowers are wonderful. The magic in fresh flowers is actually at the end of the, at the end of their life in your vase. So offering them back to mother earth is such a beautiful ritual and such a, an act of gratitude. So when, instead of just throwing them in the trash, take the time to pluck those petals and go and offer them back to the earth in gratitude, thanking mother earth for the gift of flowers. But from a flower essence perspective, the best I always suggest walnut, which you can get online. I use Bach flower remedies, um, or you can go to Whole Foods or your natural grocer. Um, walnut protects you from the energy and the influence of other people. So if you're a healer, a practitioner, um, a human who doesn't want to be affected by other people's moods and energy, just add two drops of walnut in your water four times a day and you will be, or put it in your bathtub when you take a salt bath, 10 drops in your bathtub, just to clear your energy field about of other people's stuff. So for every empath who's listening right now, do you hear that? <laughs> walnut. <laughs> walnut. I a lot of empaths. <laughs> a lot of them. So this is yes. good information. Yeah. And, and put it in your Oramis too. Like I'm, I'm working on a, I'm finalizing my retail stuff, but I have created, 
an oramis for healers to clear their rooms that have essential oils and flower essences. So, but if you are a healer, put it, if you already have like a Nag Champa spray or a Palo Santo, just put, put it in that so that when you spray, you can clear the room energetically too. I love that. I love that. Now, Heather, did you also say that you have Oracle cards? Did I read that somewhere or am I crazy? Are they ready to buy or are you still working on I'm, I'm working on second print. Yes. Uh, I can pull one for the collective if you would like. Okay. Let me, let me, let me grab them. Hold on one second. Awesome. We're getting them, Ashley, by the way. Oh my God. Girl, all of it, it, the aura mist, all of it. We need it. (laughs) Just getting the Oracle cards. We're going to buy the the mist. I'm going (laughs) to be Thank you. So it is called Spark the Spirit, which is my tagline, Mm -hmm. Flower Essence Oracle. And I worked with an amazing artist, Rachel Harbaugh, um, in Sedona. I came across her and I pull oracle cards for every session since forever and when I was in Sedona I kept getting I kept pulling the Saint Germain card every time I pulled cards and um, my teacher was like I think Saint Germain's trying to tell you something I had this huge beautiful insight that I need to create an oracle deck that has to do with what I work with which is the flower essences so there's a card for every flower essence that I work with so um would you guys like me to pull for each of you or do you want me to pull for the collective collective okay so let's do a collective poll so just let me just tap in okay so and i created my guidebook to be short and sweet so it's not like long 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 answers just like little couple little sentences okay mustard Ooh. So when out of balance, so this is for the collective, anybody going through sadness, this is for you. Sadness may come and go like thick fog, acknowledge and honor your feelings and rise into pure potentiality. The return of joy is eminent. So you think of mustard, it's this beautiful yellow color. So anybody that that is resonating with, I encourage you to buy yellow flowers or wear the color yellow and just allow that joy back into your life and just know that everything comes back full circle and you are going to be okay. That's beautiful. Okay, now you have to do ours. (laughs) Okay, I'll do yours. (laughs) I said collective, but literally as soon as I said that, I'm like, and us too. (laughs) That is... Okay, I'll go, I'll go with Miss Loudly first. I'll do you first, Ashley. Let's see. Loud and proud. Okay. Another sidebar. Both of us were nominated for loudest person in our high school graduating class. And here we are destined to just be loud and proud. But um, who won? I don't even remember. Was it me or you? I don't know. I don't know. It's so great though, because both of your energy works so well together too. So sometimes when, when there's two really passionate people, it feels like a lot, but your, your synergy is so potent and beautiful. So thank you. Okay. So yours is wild Rose, which what? you will. What? Her nickname is Rose. That is so interesting. Well, there we go. Okay. Wild Rose is beautiful. Okay. So wild Rose explore new ways to motivate yourself. Lack of interest depletes the nectar of your life. 
You are the catalyst for change. Vibrant vitality is the roadmap to happiness. You deserve a rebirth. Wow. Somebody's laughing. What what is that? How's that land for you? Girl, like, wow, 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 wow. How does that sit for you, Ashley? Girl, it's like bang on, even to the (laughs) rebirth thing, right? Like literally the old self, she's dead. She is she's so fucking gone. So now it's like this rebirth into everything. And it is, it's about like releasing the shit that made me bored and the things that were small and just like move. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned that you literally had a rebirth during breath work. So I love the little signs from the universe that are just such validations for our soul. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, Heather, my heart. I, I just have to tell you that I honestly feel like we are souls. We're destined to meet you at that breath work. And I can't even, it was everything. It was like the one-on-one time with me, you and Talia. And it was kind of like, I was kind of working and we just had like a few moments of exchanging, but it was even just all of that. And I'm like, ah, oh, our souls were supposed to meet and the divine timing of it. And I just have to say that thank you universe for bringing us together and allowing this opportunity. And, um, I really do feel like you were put into our path very intentionally by the universe. So thank you. Oh, I received that. And listen, now that I'm single, I can come and see you guys. <laughs> we're kind of in love with you. <laughs> traveling is much, I'm making up that traveling is much easier now. So, you know, I mean, and now I don't have a cat anymore. So <laughs> yes, 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 yes. You're coming. I'm going to hold you to that one. Because yeah. I heard your little town is quite magical. So, you know, we'll just He's do something. Water together and I'll just come <laughs> yes oh my god we would be absolutely honored to facilitate oh something with uh linking arms with you so yeah awesome okay so Ange, let me pull yours so okay. perfect okay shuffling shuffling okay oh good one crab apple okay so without I'm going to read the guide and then I'll tell you what crab apple really is, is just so magical. Reframe how you see any imperfections. Everything is as it should be. By not allowing a flow state, you zap your life force energy. So crab apple is the flower essence that I used for my son when he had that OCD diagnosis. So how that shows up as an adult is complete perfectionism. And if somebody knocks on your door and your house isn't perfect, like you will literally crawl away from the doors to not be seen because everything isn't perfect. So allowing yourself to be perfectly imperfect, no matter what is going to be such a beautiful unfolding for you as you just be and you just are yeah oh I love that I love that yeah a lot of fitness people benefit from crab apple because it's like there's so much like oh am I getting in my macros am I you know what I mean so there's there tends to be perfectionism in the fitness industry and so just allowing those cheat days or things like that and just like not being so um so one-way street 
around totally. perfectionism around that. So absolutely. And honestly, that has been this whole year has been shedding all of that and like moving from macros and needing to work out a certain amount. And it's like, I'm really stepping into flow and transitioning pretty much all of my clients into, you know what, we've always done it very like strict, rigid routine this way. And I'm like, Oh, we're not doing it that way anymore. So really it was, that's a reminder to me that I am in the right direction, that going with the flow moving forward makes total sense. And even just honoring the messiness of all of that as I transition, because clients are like, but you used to always just tell me what to do. And it used to always be like meal plan macros, like in this pretty little box and like be so perfect and just teaching them how to go with the flow and teaching them that we can really go about this whole process of health and nourishment from the perspective of flow versus force. So, yeah. And I love the intuitive eating perspective that you're having and teaching people to trust themselves. And um, so crab apple is perfect for you. I would pick it up just to help you with to stay in alignment and just okay. to shed um, any any of any old residue that might be lingering in terms of rigidity around routines and things like that because awesome. you know so anyway yes I will do that <laughs> oh I love it I love it I love it well I'm excited for all that's ahead and Heather we just want to give you like a big virtual hug. Oh, I <laughs> just say thank you like thank you sincerely and i look forward to the next time we'll cross paths and absolutely come on i mean you can come to teeswater but we also want to come to florida because we love florida come come down we're doing all the things now because like yeah i'll be in sedona actually um i am going the first week of september i am uh, so Anahata opened Shine Sedona, yes. which is her her place, and so I'll be there um, leading a flower essence workshop on a Saturday, and then co-facilitating breath work with her, and then seeing private clients on a Monday. Um, so I'll share that information with you guys too. Absolutely, Sedona's yeah. magical. Yeah, we are doing it. We are doing it. And if you want to send us all of the information, we don't know how that's looking, what that's going to look like from the universe. But both of us, when we were together on Saturday, we know with absolute certainty. It's funny, you... Ashley said it to me and I'm like, girl, all week I've listened to like 20 of Anahata's podcasts. I was like looking at the courses, learning all about shine and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. We will, yeah. We will and we can talk that. more so I can give you guys more information about Absolutely. options for facilitator training and things like that. My perspective and the things that I've gleaned doing this for a year and a half. Amazing. Amazing. We would really, really appreciate that. And Heather, for our audience, how can people connect with you? Where are the places that you hang out online? And um, yeah, where can we send them? I am mostly an Instagram girl and I do have a Facebook page too. I'm not on there as much. So it's Heather Radke Holistics. Amazing. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. We will be sure to put that in this in the show notes and just thank you from the bottom of our thank hearts you girls. so you good to see you. both of your beautiful faces and feel your souls mm, you too all right all right all right bye, bye for now bye